Welcome to the PDL's official podcast, hosted by me, the commissioner and the owner of the Delco Dreamers, Tommy Yu, and I'm Darren from the Carolina Thunder. It's time to sit back, relax, and get ready for us to get off topic as possible. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the PDL podcast, and it's a little bittersweet news. Um, We are going to break up the cadence. I know we're probably going to talk about this at the end, but might as well talk about this at the top, but... We have realized as we have gotten older, Darren, we've both been getting busier, of course. And right now it is the off season. And as all the listeners know, typically in the off season, we have a couple of things that we do right there. And we do the power rankings and the top 10. Can you give a little bit um, of background for the listeners? Maybe Tanish or someone who just or Michael might not know what these are. Yeah. So you will create polls, send them out to the league. The league will vote on the top 10 quarterbacks top i think we did 12 running backs wide receivers mm-hmm. and then the top 10 uh tight ends and it'll be like league voted so it won't it will just react to them mostly me react to them like this is where we got the infamous jared goff sound from last year jared where goff. <laughs> he made the top 10 and i was like dumbfounded that jared goff made the top 10 um but yeah so that'll that'll happen at some point yeah, and then we had that uh, preseason power ranking where we pretty much heading into, uh, I guess it'll be the 2024 season, kind of who we believe are the best teams. And we always do the retrospective of what the top 12 was and what it ended with. So we'll definitely still be doing that this year. And that's actually how we kick off the power ranking. So this is all to say we are still doing all those projects, but there are going to be some weeks in between that might not be accounted for. So in the past, we would just kind of scrape at the bottom of the barrel and give you this type of episode where we just kind of just bring up random stuff. And uh, unfortunately, we might not be doing that as much moving forward. So we're going to be taking a short break until the combine. And when the combine comes, of course, we'll probably have a nice uh, little video or sorry, not video uh, episode for that. And then, of course, if any big trades break, we'll definitely have um, an episode to cover all of those as well. But other than that, Darren and I, we're going to be taking a little bit of a I wouldn't even say break, but maybe a little restructure right there. Yeah, pretty much just because there's likely nothing that's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. So we'll just, you know, hide in the shadows until we have best guys in underwear talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's going to be so many storylines and rookie fever is going to be spreading throughout the PDL like crazy. But let's continue there. What is the first thing of the show, Doc Bud? Um, so instead of talking about the Super Bowl first, I just decided that we were going to talk about the Jets getting new uniforms, which I think they're rumored to actually be their old uniforms, that they're making their permanent uniforms. Um, I, I feel like this is like a failure of a franchise move because the when you have new uniforms as an NFL team, you have like a limit, like you have to keep them for five years. And the five-year window just ended, and they're like, yeah, we're getting rid of them because they were the worst jerseys in the league, in my opinion. They were like, if you create a team in Madden, it's mm-hmm, like one mm-hmm. of your choices. Like, that's what they look like. They were so bad. So generic. So, like, um, they're, they're gone now, apparently. So that, that's that'll be good. I, I think that's an improvement because uh, having Aaron Rodgers in those jerseys was a disgrace. Having Garrett Wilson in those jerseys and Brees Hall, that was sad. Um, so they're gone forever. And ho- let's hope we never see them again because... What's wild I've... to me is they must have spent like a good amount of money to obviously oh, yeah. reach that final jersey, right? They must have had a lot of focus groups. They must have paid so much mm-hmm. money in different types of... You know, 
demos, archetypes, all these different types of jerseys. And that's what they decided on. And then it was received so poorly. And kind of like what you just mentioned, as soon as the window was up to be able to even change jerseys, they did. Um, you think this is going to be one of those jerseys that people kind of talk about and be like, oh, my God, I have a Jets Corey Davis jersey. People are going to be like, probably oh, it's that old ugly or that random ugly one, too. You think it's going to be like a collector's item or is it just so ugly that no one's just going to care about these? It'll probably, but the Jets really should do like one of those Jersey trade-in things like they did for kid was convicted of double murder. And they were like, you can trade that in and we'll, we'll just destroy that for you. Um, <laughs> the Jets should do the same thing. They, they should trade in these ugly jerseys and give them the new ones and just burn these. So they're never to be seen again. Cause they're so bad. Like they're just the most basic, boring, ugly things that they could. And they, even the, honestly, the logo that said, just said Jets with the football underneath was really bad too. When they had the jet, the Jets, like the old logo that they use on their old uniforms, like the Jets with the jet above it, like that was mm -hmm, creative. It was perfect. Why Why do they, like the Steelers logo has been the same for what, 80 years? Like, why do you mess with things that are like so good like that, that they have to be like, yeah, we're going to just put a football underneath. That is, that's what we need. And it's crazy because the Jets have so much history, especially in the NFL, because they're like one of those original AFC teams when they merge and stuff like that. So this team mm -hmm. has deep, deep history. And they just like kind of like you said, it's I feel like they always mismanage a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it's unfortunate, but I guess kind of the performance on the field kind of reflects that as well. So, I mean, it's the Jets. The Jets are just going to do so. Who would you say off the top of your head needs New Jersey's the most now that the Jets are gone? Ooh, that's a really good question. Worst jerseys currently in the NFL. Man, the only ones that really stand out to me were, I think, have already been mitigated, right? Like the Buccaneers, the really, really bad ones. Yeah, they, they have been fixed. The Falcons looked really, really rough, but I think they kind of that's, update. That's That was be my thing that they need to change and they're the also Falcons. recently updated like how about that. the jaguars yeah the jaguars are pretty boring i'm trying to think of the other ones there there has to be more right but then there are obviously yeah. some legacy Jag ones where you just can't change ever right like the packers yeah, like the bills packers the bills steelers. the raiders steelers yeah like those you can never ever change wait Honestly, did the cardinals they just change it? yeah they did yeah, the Cardinals changed them, but like they were they were an improvement. It's kind of like what the, the it's Falcons like sleeker. Like the Falcons, it's sleeker. Yeah. Yeah. The Falcons are an improvement over their old ones, but they're still bad. Like the Cardinals are the same thing. Like they improved their old ones, but they're still bad. <laughs> trying to think. Oh, you know what? I think the Houston Texans should kind of re I'm not saying I don't like their yeah, jerseys, that's... but it's like a whole new era, right? It's the CJ Stroud. Let's mm -hmm. do this. It's not JJ Watts, not um What's his fate? Oh, Deshaun Watson. It's not that it's the yeah, whole new era. It's D'Amico Ryan's. I think they should just revamp the whole thing, similar to how when Joe Burrow came and the Bengals were like, all right, yeah. let's do this thing. And they kind of like yeah, made it, it wasn't all like sexy. major. It was just a little tweak. Like it was they they made the jerseys. They're basically the same, but like they just looked better. I think they should do the same like the Texans and the Panthers since. Oh, they yeah, no, that's a league. good one. The Panthers are terrible. I hate their jerseys. Like since they came in the league as the expansion team, they haven't changed their jersey since. It's been like thirty years. Like they, they probably even though like I don't think either the Texans or the Panthers is like that bad, but they it's time that they need like some kind of a reband, a rebrand. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. No, no, I completely agree. Um, but I think we already talked about this since we just talked about what are your favorite jerseys then. 
Um, I I do like the classic ones. Like I like the the Bills, and I like I like really the like Chiefs the Bills. uniforms. Um, just like the classic. Like my favorite though is the Dolphins throwbacks. I wish they would just use those as their permanent jerseys because they are so much better than what they wear normally now. The Dolphins throwbacks are like the perfect jersey, like because they have that unique color scheme with the teal represents and the it perfectly. Yep, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. good, but. They're they're probably I don't know maybe they will eventually switch to it like I, and I love the Kelly Green Eagles ones too but they probably won't ever switch back to those but I know yeah, everyone was all, all uh, really cool like ones. the throwback uh Seattle one that was really nice that blue one Ooh. yeah those are really really those like they are should sexy. switch to those tomorrow because they are they would be probably the best uniforms in the league if they switched to them because I don't think the Dolphins are ever going to go back but like the Seahawks with the the old school '90s logo with the silver helmets. Oh my god, so they nice. were so good. <laughs> yeah, um, but as far if we just want to stick with like basics, I think you know this. I say it all the time. Raiders. I don't know why. Just that black silver is just so classic yeah. to me. Um, I really, really like it. Um, I think that's why I always kind of had a little bit of affinity for the Raiders. But I come to agree. I feel like it's this. I feel like that's why they're classics, right? Like it, yeah. it's yep. that's why they keep it around. I don't like the Packers. I think they're really ugly, but you can't change it. It's right? The green that, and orange. It clashes. Yeah, like it doesn't it's like. like looks so good <laughs> but it works because then you look at like, work, Arv and like rogers and stuff and you're like it works but it's just so fucking ugly yeah like it's not supposed to be appealing to the eye because the green and the orange they clash but like it works Wait, is it yellow is it yellow or is it orange or yellow uh, sorry yellow i meant i meant yellow but it is green and ye- the green and yellow just clashes it doesn't yeah. look i don't know like there's but it just it because i think it's because it's all we've known that it like looks right but it doesn't look if you wore like a green like if you're just the starting team right now and you're like what would the color scheme be you're like yeah you can't do green and yellow that that just that's one of the first ones (laughs) throw it out Um, but that's what i want to do that's what that's what we're gonna do we're gonna do green and yellow that's that's it (laughs) and we're gonna make this team in wisconsin green bay you're like all right let's just keep failing let's 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 have this fail and it obviously ends up being like the most successful historic franchise in nfl history almost but um hey speaking of what a transition. The Lombardi then, the first coach for Green Bay. Now the Super Bowl. Mahomes get what? Is this his third? Yes, it is. Um, he's been in four and, and he lost one. He lost one to Mr. Brady. He beat the 49ers twice and he beat the Eagles <laughs> last year. Well, I'm not laughing for that part, but wow. It really seemed like if there was going to ever be a year where the Chiefs weren't going to be Super Bowl champions, if you're just following the regular season, it was this one, right, Darren? They, at no point yeah. did they look dominant. They at no point did the offense. I mean, the defense has. Oh, yeah. The, like, I mean, as soon as the Chiefs decide to healthy scratch Kadarius Sony, I was like, oh, they might win. They, they're they thinking. <laughs> they're playing smart right now. Um, but jokes aside, boy, oh, boy. Um, I know we kind of had this discussion right before we start to record, but at what moment during this game did you think, yep, the Chiefs are going to win this game? Um, so it was before the game even went to overtime um, when the 49ers were stopped on the, I think it was a third and four when they were forced to kick a field goal. There was like a minute and 50 seconds left, and I turned to Jackie and I was like, fuck, the fucking Chiefs are going to win. God damn it. Because like I know that like people are rushing as fast as they can to crown Patrick Mahomes as the, the greatest quarterback, but he does have that like Tom Brady thing, like that that aura that you're going to like be like, oh, fuck. You gave him too much time. He's going to, at the very least, get a field goal, and the game's going to be tied. They're going to go to overtime, and he's going to fucking win. So I was like, this is... This is bullshit. 
Yeah, I'm sure you weren't happy with how it turned out because, man, this really means that Shanahan has... Didn't, he's, didn't they say that he was in three Super Bowls and in all of them, yes. he's held a 10-point lead and he's lost all of them? Yep. I fear for this man's mental health because, I mean, the monkey on his shoulder is grown to, what, a gorilla now? Right? Because... I mean, it's like... talk about... You can't not it, talk about it. But it's crazy, though, because... So they, they showed, like, a side-by-side of Andy Reid and... Um, Kyle Shanahan, and we remember when we were kids, like Andy Reid went to the NFC Championship game, I think it was five years in a row, and then they went to the Super Bowl that one year, and they lost to the Patriots. Um, And that was with McNabb, and then Andy Reid, 15 years later or whatever it was, he gets Pat Mahomes, and now he's won three out of four Super Bowls with Pat Mahomes. So I know that they tried with Trey Lance, and I know that like Brock Purdy is good and everything, but I think Brock Purdy is a guy you can win with, but you don't win because of, and Pat Mahomes is a guy you win because of. So I think like once Kyle Shanahan gets that guy, and I think Purdy's probably going to be there for a couple more years, if not like, you know, five, 10, whatever. Um, I, I think he needs that guy. And I, I think that like we see like pretty heavy read though, right? He no, he didn't play that at all. He, he, re- he wasn't the reason they lost at all. Like he played, he played good. Um, but like, you see the guys that are like absolutely dominant, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes and they have like that thing where the other team is like they're like fuck dude we're gonna lose like they have that like that fear in them every... like the fear where the defensive coordinator is now struggling but, like how do I contain this quarterback and they get so in their head that there's just no right answer right because you're in overtime now and you're like what do I, what do I do against Patrick Mahomes what, yeah, what, and like, they're not, what can you do they don't have that fear of Brock Purdy like you literally had LeJarrius Sneed that was like yeah we wanted Brock Purdy to throw like they're not they weren't afraid of Brock Purdy at all so I, I think that, like, you need that guy that at least strikes fear into the defense. Like, I know that, like, Josh Allen can't beat Pat Mahomes, but, like, Josh Allen is a guy like that, in my opinion, that, like, the the other defensive coordinator on the opposite team is like, fuck, we got a game plan for this guy. So, like, you, you need probably a better quarterback if you're going to win multiple Super Bowls. Like, I, I think, my opinion, Matt Stafford was the most recent non-Mahomes quarterback to win. And he's better than Brock Purdy, in my opinion. You put him on the 49ers, he's probably winning that game yesterday. Um, before that, it was Tom Brady. Before that, it was, again, Pat Mahomes. So, like, the, all the recent quarterbacks is Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. Like, they're all really good. Matt Stafford, borderline Hall of Fame. Maybe he gets in there. Um, I don't know. Like, the guys now are, like, weird. Like, I Matt saw Stafford Matt Stafford sustained, like, two, like, Hall of Fame like wide receiver seasons. I feel like he has to, right? Eventually. I mean, not maybe not first bat. Like he, he had that Calvin Johnson season. He had that Coop, uh, Cooper Cup season. Now he has Puka Nakua's best rookie season. Like that's pretty good. I, I think they're all like, like the, the guys now, because they put up like so many stats. Like it's, it's very weird because like Matt Ryan was arguing that he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I don't know, like I don't really agree with that, but he does have the numbers. Like his numbers are way better than guys that are in the Hall of Fame. And it's like, well, I don't know if we're just going by the numbers, but it's like the same thing. Like people that are comparing Brady's first seven years and Pat Mahomes' first seven years, and it's like no fucking shit. Brady played twenty years ago. Like no shit that the it's a totally different era. That the numbers like Matt Ryan is not a better quarterback than Dan Marino, but his numbers are better. So it's like, what what are we doing here? Like why why are we comparing? So I think at a certain point. It has to be like some kind of like an eye test. Like you're you're like Matt Ryan. He had one year where he was the best quarterback in the league, but every other year was he 
was he top five any other year in his career? And he never won a Super Bowl. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't – I wouldn't put Matt Ryan in. I think he's, like, one of the guys – like, Tony Romo. Like, Tony Romo it was really good, but he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Donovan Tony Romo won, really like, good. What, like, one playoff game? You can't like, be you in can... the fucking Hall of Fame winning one playoff game. Yeah, like, I saw that the uh, – like, one guy's uh, criteria or, like, threshold, one of his points was, like, if you can tell the story of the NFL without that person, then you don't need to put them in. So like like Eli Manning, as much as I don't think Eli Manning deserves, he has to be in there because he ended the perfect season of the Patriots. He beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Like you have to put Eli Manning in, even though he was pretty mediocre, except for those two seasons where he beat the Patriots. Yeah, no, I it's such a sticky subject because the Hall of Fame, you're like, okay, what? merits and what doesn't merit and my biggest argument on why the hall of fame is a sham is tio wasn't a first ballot hall of famer so just throw everything out Gates wasn't either yeah just literally throw everything out it doesn't make any sense to me i don't know what the criteria are anymore because these are literally just you just know when they're on the field like oh yeah that's a hall of famer but it's just so stupid but going back like we're we're everyone's arguing like Gronk versus Kelsey and like who's the better tight end. Antonio Gates's numbers are better than both of them by a lot. And I know he played for a long time, but he should have easily been a first ballot Hall of Famer, like easily. I'm trying to think what other like vertical tight ends when I was a child that I look up to. I was like, holy shit, tight ends are even allowed. Like I can't. Gates. It was like Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez. No, no. I was I was gonna say I don't even think it was before like Jimmy Graham came after. I think yeah, I think it was Tony Gonzalez and like Antonio Gates. Like that was it. But Antonio Gates' best seasons, his three best seasons or whatever it was, like I for, I forget the number, but somebody compared their like their best seasons compared to each other, and Gates was better than t- Tony Gonzalez. And it's like what the fuck? <laughs> what the it's fuck are a... we doing here? Like who's voted on this shit? And he has a good story. He was like that basketball player that's never really played football. And then like everyone's and that's mm-hmm. kind of where that meme came from. Like, oh, did that tenant play basketball? Because if they did, Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates did. That's what we want. So like mm-hmm. you would think that that would push him in. But regardless, let's go back to Mahomes. Is <laughs> they won back to back this year? Are, are they just gonna do it yeah. again? Is anyone um, stop Mahomes? I think that they probably won't win again next year just because it's never been done before. Um, with that being said, if they won this year, they could definitely win next year because this year they looked really pathetic at times. Like they looked really bad. They um, said that Patrick Mahomes winning this um, Super Bowl. He was the very first player ever who had the most cap hit to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, that it's usually about? around like 19 percent or something like that of the team's cap. And like there's always those stats that like if you have a guy that's above this number, like you have no shot. But they're um, saying that the way that the Chiefs have constructed their roster is very reminiscent of how other teams might to make that run, right? Like, I mm-hmm. think the way the Patriots had it was one reliable pass catcher, obviously a really yep. good quarterback, and a dominant defense. And yep. your pass catchers, your running backs, they're all interchangeable. Pacheco, what was he, a sixth rounder? I don't even know what he was. I think he was a um, seventh rounder. Yeah, seventh rounder. And then, and like, he almost fucking receivers. lost him that game. He played so bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. He played a really, he had, it's so weird. Like, he runs so angry, but he's like not as fast as you would think as someone who would run in that style. It's so weird. Yeah. Because he's like not slow either. He is fast, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe he was a little bit injured, but he, he did play. He's for- like the slowest fast guy because i think he ran like a four four five or something like that Damn. which is fast but like he he doesn't run fast. it's like really weird <laughs> it's like yeah. the, it's i can't wrap my head around it because he's <laughs> fast but he looks not fast 
is really weird. So if you're saying that the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes aren't going to make it to the Super Bowl again for the third time and try to go for, you know, three back to back to back, uh, what are your predictions? Very, very early predictions, just a few days removed from the Super Bowl. Um, so I had to pick the Eagles just because um you I'm know, so glad you didn't because if you didn't, obviously I would, and I would have felt like an <laughs> asshole about it. Like I, I, I don't have I to. can't not, but I, I was a little bit torn between so that I think there's five teams in the NFC that have a shot to make it to the Super Bowl next year. It'll be the 49ers again, um, which I think that they might be kind of hurt by cap reasons and stuff. I don't know if they can keep all the exact team players around and everything, so they might be worse. Um, the Rams, who I think that the Rams could be better than they were this year. Like this year, I know that they were surprised. They have one of the five best coaches in the league. They have top 10 quarterback, probably top 10, 12 quarterback. They have Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. Um, I mean, like their defense, if they, as long as Aaron Donald doesn't retire, like that's kind of all you need to have a good defense, it seems, because they had nobody else this year. And it was just Aaron Donald and like a bunch of guys that probably not many people could name. And they were still one of the better defenses. Um, yeah, they so I had think like a really, really good handful of rookies, and I still don't know any of their names. Yeah, if you upgrade like that side of the ball, the defense, you get some better players over there. Like, there's no reason the Rams can't make it back to Super Bowl, I think. Um, and they have their first round pick this year, which is the first time. Hey, John like, McVay six must years. have been stealing it this season, right? Because, like, oh, every yeah, I'm not time. saying people are doubting him, but people are like, why are you coming back? Like, this Rosh's team, you'll be lucky yeah. to put together like four or five wins. Like, it's so you have no, and they defense. were really close to beating the Lions, too. Like, they were yeah. really close. It was awesome. Yeah, I so, feel like Sean like, McVay is like, it, it relit that fire under him, I bet. I don't think anyone from the NFC South has a chance, but like the Eagles, the Cowboys, <laughs> <laughs> the Lions. Um, I think some people would argue the Packers, but I don't know if the Packers are there just yet, but maybe. Um, so I just said the Eagles because I don't really trust Jared Goff to get there. Like I think that like they'll they might get back to the NFC championship game again, but I just like I don't know. Like I don't even know if they get that far. Um, I just love your continued hatred of Jared Goff. It's I just don't trust just, him. I, I, just don't, I just don't trust him. I I think I trust Jared Goff less than I trust Brock Purdy, honestly. Like, I just Didn't Jared Goff think... have a pretty good playoff run? Yeah, he was good. He was actually good on the road, too, and which I was, you know, he wasn't good all You're year probably on the like road. Floored. You're probably like, holy shit. He, he played well. It's just like they they blew it. They, they lost, what, like a 25-point lead or whatever to the 49ers in that game? Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like that he i don't know there's something about him i just can't trust him so like i i i don't know if the cowboys his last it. name you know makes him seem like i mean like come on man <laughs> i kind of think it's going to be the eagles or the rams and i just went with the eagles because i'm a homer but you know but who you got for the nfc nfc i have san francisco only because you took the eagles and i was like oh thank god i don't have to put them but honestly i just put san francisco because i'm really worried about kyle shanahan's mental health right now um <laughs> i feel like he has to be just be dead inside because he had this one in the bag and it's just i mean you could have said that for the past other super bowls that he was a part of too but this one really had to have stung and oh man could you i, I I know you and I have really high and everyone else has a lot of respect for Kyle Shanahan, obviously, and what his whole family did for the NFL. But like he had everything. Look at all the pass catchers he had. Look at the defense he had. Look at the skill position. Play. Look at everything he had. And he still couldn't win. And you see like other coaches scrapping together what they're doing with a the roster that they have and putting together wins like McVay and stuff like that. And I don't know. 
sometimes you have to wonder, be like, what what else does Kyle Shanahan need? Like, you got the Chiefs on like a what a lot of people would say a down year. You have Debo, you have Christian McCaffrey, the offensive player of the year. You have Brock Purdy, who was in the MVP conversation. Brandon Ayuk, first team All Pro. Um, like I just said, they're really decorated defense. They also traded for Chase Young, who actually did a bunch of shit the Super Bowl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what else does Shanahan need? I mean, I, people were kind of saying the same thing about Brock Purdy. But like, people were like, when his, when his um, weapons, like, what is he going to do when his weapons are upgraded? And I'm like, upgraded. He had like fucking five <laughs> all pros on his fucking offense. What do you mean upgraded? Like, what do you? It's what only going to go down do from more? here, don't you think? Like, I, I can't like, imagine this getting better. Like how? Like how is it going to get any Kittle? better? Than what like it was? Jesus Christ! Like is he just going to like have? Are the the Bengals just going to trade Jamar Chase over there? Like what the fuck? Like <laughs> how are you getting any better? I don't understand. So like if anything, it's going to get worse. Like they're going to lose Ayuk because I've seen like on Twitter the last twenty four hours, Brandon Ayuk, all of his friends and family are, are posting about him not being on the 49ers anymore. So if anything, it's going to get worse. Um, I don't know. Like it's, I don't know what you do as Kyle Shanahan. I, I think like, I, like I said earlier, you, you need to upgrade on the quarterback. And I don't think they can do that right now because Brock Purdy's cap it is so low and he played well and you can't really be like, I mean, maybe if you're like, Hey, we're going to send Brock Purdy to, I don't know. Like, is is anyone gonna like trade their star quarterback for like a low cap hit? Like, maybe maybe Jim Harbaugh is like, you know, Justin Herbert, this guy. I don't really know about him. I'm gonna take Brock Purdy. He's gritty. He's he's. I like that kind of guy. I just want to run the football anyway. So I'll take that low cap hit. I can sign Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs. I can run the ball sixty times a game, and then maybe Brock Purdy goes over to L.A. And then Justin Herbert goes to San Fran, and then they win the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert every year. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, that just means that my Super Bowl prediction is correct. But man, the listeners come in for your um, tinfoil hat theories. There, that's what they're here for. But what is your AFC prediction then? Because obviously, you're not picking the Chiefs. Um, yes, yeah, so I picked uh, Joe Burrow because the Super Bowl is in New Orleans this year. We all know that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase went to LSU. Uh, I think the narrative <laughs> writes itself there. So I'm going to have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase returning to the Super Bowl Superdome in New Orleans, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Joe Burrow is the only active quarterback that has beaten Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, so I think he'll do it again next year when he's healthy. He'll do it. Do it again. So if that's the case, who wins? Um, honestly, just being an Eagles fan, it would probably be the Bengals, but... I want to say the Eagles, but it would probably be the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> um, my prediction is what my prediction was this year, San Francisco and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I have them up there as well. Definitely homer pick because I am a Lamar fan. So probably won't be true, but I don't know. Even Their defense is definitely going to be not as good because they obviously lost, what, McDonald. And um, I'm interested to see how that's going to develop. I don't think it's going to be like a steep decline, but I'm definitely expecting a decline. But I'm also hoping an upgrade for the Ravens uh, offense as well. I mean, I know everyone's like, oh, my God, yes. Like um, the Ravens have so many good pass catchers now. I was like, what? They have Zay Flowers, who was a rookie, who was great. That Odell, who who played better, but Odell is Odell still. You know what I mean? And they had yeah. um, Rashad Bateman, who isn't the most reliable guy. And Zay Flowers so, apparently tried to kill his girlfriend. So I don't even know if he's going to be on the team next year. Oh, my year. God. Yeah, that domestic violence thing. So what I'm like, let's say even all full healthy when everyone's like, oh, my God, there's a whole. Oh, and of course, Mark Andrews. Sorry. Um, 
So yeah, that is definitely an upgrade based on anyone he's ever had before. But I think, I probably am making excuses for Lamar. But even when I'm looking at that, I'm like, I mean, really? Like, are you really getting that excited for outside the rookie and Mark Andrews, like Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman? Like, I, I don't think so. So I really hope that they're able to add some more. As we all know, they so, literally had like no running back either outside of like Justice Hill. Um, But yeah, what were you about to say there? If we talk about the uh, AFC teams, like we did the NFC teams, right? Like, I think that there's five teams that have a shot. I think there's more teams that have a shot, even though it's weirder to say because, like, Pat Mahomes is the new Tom Brady and he's inevitable and he's always going to be in the Super Bowl and everything. Um, but I think that the Ravens, like you picked, have a shot. I think the Bengals have a shot. I think the Browns, weirdly, have a shot. I think the Bills have a shot. The Dolphins have a shot. The Jets have a shot. Like, the Jets were a quarterback away this year from winning, like, 12 games. Like, they – and Aaron Rodgers is coming back. We assume he's going to be – at least you know 50 percent better than what zach wilson was this year right so i think three teams from the afc north three teams from the afc east i i don't really see the texans the colts the titans the jags i don't really see any of them making it and obviously the chiefs and maybe the chargers with harbaugh but i kind of think that they're they're at least a year that they need with harbaugh in there before they make it to the super bowl but i think like two years from now they totally could make it i think I mean, remember what Harbaugh did when he came into the 49ers? We didn't think they were that good, and Harbaugh yeah, like, immediately turned them around, brought them all to the championship. So he could definitely do that with the Chargers. But, yeah, I, I mean, could totally being see in the, the division with Pat Mahomes makes it different. Yeah, like I, I, I could totally see them being in the AFC Championship game, though. Like I could totally see that. But I, in I a don't weird way, in a cynical Bowl. way. Hold on. In a cynical way, would you say Harbaugh being in the same division as Mahomes is to his advantage because now he gets to face him twice a year? So it's like more and more he gets to experiment and see how he can do oh, yeah. him kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Big time. I, I, I totally think so. Like, because you're in, so you have a quarterback that is as talented, like naturally gifted, I think, as Mahomes. Like, they're not obviously not exactly the same, but like they, he can do all the same things Mahomes can if he's coached. The right way right um like i think andy reed is a very very good coach and he puts him in optimal situations pat mahomes like if pat mahomes was stuck with you know matt everflus would he look the same as he does now probably not um especially if he was drafted there as a rookie with what john fox or something like that like pat mahomes career probably does not go the same way as it has so far if he's stuck there with john fox and then they get uh who's after john fox matt Nagy, right so, like, if it goes, like, the same same duration, same things, like, Pat Mahomes is probably still really good, but he's maybe more like a Josh Allen than he is Pat Mahomes. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think that they're, you're – if you – the coach matters, and the coach can be as good as they possibly can, like Kyle Shanahan. They can be a top three to five coach in the NFL, but if they don't have the quarterback, they just – they struggle winning Super Bowls because I know that – Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady and like these guys make it seem like it's so easy to do, but it's, it's really, really not. Like you think about all the great quarterbacks that have been like John Elway, one of the five best quarterbacks ever. He didn't win the Super Bowl until he was like what 35 or something like that. Like he was older by the time he finally mm -hmm. won one. So it's like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers probably you could argue he's a top five quarterback. He has one. Peyton Manning, top five quarterback. He has two. Like it's like it's really hard. For these guys to win the Super Bowl, but like just two guys in the history of the NFL made it seem easy. So everyone's like, yeah, we can do it. <laughs>
Yeah, it's so hard, especially because like in every other sports, it's usually in a series. And if football was played mm-hmm. in a series, yeah, that would be very different because like then the best team would definitely win. But because it's like a sudden death, only one game, so many things could happen, right? Like an injury, a freak injury could happen or a weird turnover or a weather event or something could happen where the best team might not actually or the team expected, you know, whatever happened because it's mm-hmm. football. Any given Sunday, whatever you want to call it. But I, it should be really interesting to see how things play out because, yeah, Brady has made things look easy. Now Mahomes is doing the same exact thing, which is crazy, right? Because when Brady was doing his thing, we were always just sitting here and be like, we're never going to see this again. Now we see Mahomes, we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he's and doing it in like, like a more impressive way because of the skill set he has. And I think that's like, so a lot of people are rushing to crown Mahomes, as I said earlier. But in my mind, Brady is Jordan. And Mahomes is LeBron. Now, in a lot of minds, LeBron didn't catch Jordan. He he didn't have he doesn't have the same amount of rings, so he just can't be as good because he didn't win the same amount of rings. I think that like in in my mind, they're they're very close, extremely close, and they're on the same tier. Probably it's like them two guys, and then everyone else. And I think by this time, like. Mahomes is so far away right now. Like he needs to play at the same level he's playing at for 10 more years to get to what Tom Brady is at. And who knows if that's going to happen? Like who, who the fuck knows what's going to happen in 10 years? Um, but he is pacing to, you know, be the same tier. And I think by the end you have Jordan and LeBron in the NBA, you have Brady and Mahomes in the NFL. And I think that like, I don't see why he wouldn't just keep playing the same way. If anything, the rules are only going to get easier for quarterbacks. Like by the time, you know, 10 years from now, they probably won't even be able to touch them at all. Like if they breathe on them strongly, then it's left a flag. So like, I mean, it's, I know that the older guys are like bitching about it. Like all the old retired NFL players, like how the game is so soft and everything like that, but they kind of have to, like if they don't make it less, you know, watered down, then how are they going to continue this when people are like, there's more and more studies about all the head injuries and everything like that. Like I mean, how, how are they many starting continue? quarterbacks were there this year? At one point we we're like yeah, watching like Tyler Bajan play and we we're like, Oh shit. Yeah. yeah, this should be fun. Well, we'll see what happens here. And it was, it was horrible. Everything we watched, there were yeah. so many quarterbacks that were playing that I never heard of before. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I know everything about football, but you and I, we know a good amount of prospects and scouts. So even yeah. the non-starters we kind of know, but like some of them, I'm like, what college did he go to? I didn't even hear of that college before, but yeah, it was wild. So I, I definitely agree on both sides. And it, it's like when we were kids, like you saw like Troy Palmalu and like the guys that were just like whack the shit out of people like Brian Dawkins. And we were like, that was awesome. Like one of the, I still remember like vividly Reggie Bush, who was one of my favorite oh my players. God, the ever. Sheldon Brown hit Jesus Christ. He got absolutely lit the fuck up. And I thought I love Reggie Bush, but I, I still thought, thought that was awesome. I still thought that was awesome. And now, like, if Sheldon Brown did that now, he would have been fucking suspended, fined. He would <laughs> never, he probably would never have been able to play in the football, football ever again. And it was like a normal thing. Like, that was awesome 20 years ago. But now it's like, you can't, you can't do that anymore. And it makes sense because, like, how are you going to tell, you know, little Susie from, you know, Ohio that her son, how are you going to convince her? to have her son go out there and play football. If you tell him in 15 years, this kid's yeah, going to have this clip. severe this brain happen. damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, this guy's going to have severe brain damage. And like, and I kind of like, you, you see like Antonio Brown, he got hit a oh, bunch of times, God, yeah. obviously, but like 
that one hit from Vontez Perfect, like whatever the last shred of Velcro that was holding his brain together, it came detached and he just was like a, a psychopath from that point on. And it's like you're unless they like improve these helmets, which I which I don't understand. You know those goofy ass things that they wear over their helmets in practice and they're like, This is the this is so much stuff. safer. Yeah. yeah, they're like, this is way safer, and like we like this Literally, is why we do it in practice. The only reason they don't like it is because they think they look dominant. That's the only reason. But like, why don't they make that fucking mandatory to play in games? I know it That'd looks smart. stupid. I know it looks stupid, but like, come on! Like, you're you're literally saying like, yeah, there's studies. This is way safer, and it's like, nah, we're only gonna do it in practice. <laughs> well, I guess I would have to like make whole new helmets because you would also have to put like the logos and color scheme on top of it, right? Because right now it's just like a black pad that they kind of just like put over it, right? Yeah, but put that other like an extra layer of plastic over, like the the layer of plastic. I guess it's just you could just put that extra layer of padding in between a thinner layer of plastic or something, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, I don't yeah. know. I would imagine there's definitely ways to do it. Like obviously the helmet's gonna look, but like honestly, a bunch of guys wear helmets now that look dumb as fuck. Like Clyde Edwards Hilaire's helmet, so stupid looking. Um, I think it's Nick Bosa. <laughs> Nick Bosa has that stupid race car looking helmet. helmet. Oh, so does so Kittle, like the Power Ranger thing. Yeah, it looks so stupid. And it's like, these guys are wearing these stupid ass looking things. But like, who gives a fuck? If it's going to protect your goddamn brain, like, wear the fucking extra pads, dude. Like, I don't you know how this is. You can never put a football player's ego before their health. No, I mean, Tom Brady wore the same goddamn helmet for the entire time he was in the NFL. Like, he didn't change any fucking technology in his goddamn helmet. Didn't for Antonio years. Brown try to do that? Remember when he would try he to did. sneak on his helmet and paint he it did. over it? Like, they a finally outlawed it. I don't know how Tom Brady got away with it, to be honest, because well, it's Tom Brady, you just same... answered your question. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you're right. They were like, yeah, you really think they're gonna be like, you know what, much. Tom, just for no reason <laughs> or because of, you know, the updates, we're just gonna make you change your helmet. And then Brady probably looked at him and be like, I'm I'm not you guys don't let me get hit anyway so why does it matter yeah I know it's like what do you what are we doing here like I, I don't know like it's <laughs> the safety thing like they act like safety is so important but then they don't really do things to show it'll implement an extra buy they're just like all right let's have this many international yeah. games let's have this many back-to-back -back Thursday night games and um, all this but we care about player safety I'm like yeah okay BS yeah I know you can't like there should be two buys already and I, I think that when they eventually because I think they're definitely going to go to 18 games I think when that happens we'll definitely get the two buys but then by that point it's like we should have had two buys for 10 years and now now we're gonna get two buys but I <laughs> yeah. don't know like it's 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 all a farce the NFL like they just act like they care when they don't really yeah exactly so now, let's put this episode to a nice little wrap because we do have the Combine coming up in two weeks there. And so what is the most exciting thing you look forward to for the Combine? Is it the 40 like everyone else, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, it, it, it's the one thing where, like, you watch and you're like, all right, that's a that's a number I know. Like, if... Uh, it's like standardized Jayden testing, Daniels. right? You're like, you could, you could compare them yeah, amongst it's like the SATs. Now. Yeah, like if, if Jaden Daniels runs a 4-4, you're like, oh, fuck, that's that's fast. Like he's going to be a top two pick probably now. Like if you're mm -hmm. – it, it, it's like you, you got certain things where like the bench press is cool. Like there's like certain standards like you want to hit. And I know like like Mike is very against this kind of thing. Like if you're like – but there, there really is. Like if a guy – like if he's a tight end, like – like Michael Mayer was roasted last year because he ran like a four seven five or something like that, which is like kind of slow. But like if you don't hit that certain thing, then it's like, okay, guys that don't hit this, they're usually not good. <laughs> so it's like 
there is certain things where you have to kind of hit at least the minimum because then otherwise like if you're a tight end so like brock bowers this year if he goes out to the bench and he benches like once like are you like uh like this guy can only lift 225 once like what's going on here could you imagine how fast he'll fall especially with people already being like oh my gosh he's essentially just hunter renfro 2.0 and i'm like jesus christ guys let's not look if he comes in if brock bowers goes in and he measures at 6.3 he weighs in at 220 and he benches one time people will be like fuck he's he's a second round pick (laughs) If he He's just like benches dominated. one time, I feel like that would just be like a lack of preparation and just like, dude, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, why did you eat? Because you could forego doing it, right? So why not just forego oh, yeah. it? And yeah. instead you're like, nah, let me just put this up once. It's funny though, because like, if you look at uh, Travis Kelsey, um, he's not like overly ripped or anything like that. Like if they just use, so they like, even if he does bench and this is like to Mike's point kind of, right? Um, if they use the guys correctly, then that shit doesn't even matter because Brock Bowers, I, I know he's probably going to come in a little bit under six, four. He's definitely going to be under two fifty. So like, if you use him as a Travis Kelsey, as, uh, the way that the bills use Dalton Kincaid for part of the season, like if you use him like that, he's going to be great. But like, it depends on the team he goes to, because if he goes to the wrong team, they're going to just be like, yeah, he's Gronk and he's not, he's definitely not. So, and nobody is honestly, but I don't know. Like it just, the landing spot matters so much more in the combine and the combine, we all do get excited about it, but it really is. It's very, very minimal in actual importance. Well, I would only make one caveat because you just highlighted a little bit of what I actually look forward to the most. I am definitely that old guy where I'm like, it's not that I don't care about the 40. It definitely matters because like you said, it kind of levels a playing field and kind of standardizes everything. So you could kind of have some kind of pinpoint and just whatever you take out of it is what you take out of it. But it's results that you can kind of reference, which is nice. But for me and Darren, I think you will agree here. The thing I look forward to the most is measurements. College is are so irreliable when it comes to like, I feel like players could list whatever height they want. There are wide receivers all over the place who are like, oh, 6'2", 210. And then at the combine, they come in at barely six foot and like 201. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that matches what I saw more than whatever people were saying. So for me, that's definitely a thing I look forward to the most. Um, of course, this is where a lot of people mean like, oh my God, look at the hand size of insert random prospect here. Is that even going to work? Um, but for me, it's definitely just having the measurables. That is the most important to me because that is something that um, influences me much more than their 40 time, their bench press, their shuttle and all that kind of stuff. Do you have anybody that you're expecting to come in shorter than what they're listed as? Because I do. I think there are a ton that come out. Uh, what what are the first ones that come to your mind? Because I'm still in the early parts of my scouting. Because as you know, I don't really start until after the Super Bowl. But this year, I got a little bit antsy, so I started a little bit sooner. But what are some that pop out to your mind? Um, so I already said Brock Bowers because I think it, on Georgia he's listed as like six four two fifty, and I don't think he's going to be. Yeah, that. there's no way he's either of those. Um, and the number one pick in the draft, Caleb Williams is listed as six one. I do not think he is six one. Um, he, he might be six foot, but I do not think he might be like five eleven six foot territory. Like, I think he's right around the six foot range. Like he does not look six one to me. Um, but who knows? Like maybe he has like a weird angles 
and stuff on film. I don't know, but he does not <laughs> look like he's six one to me. So I think he's going to measure closer to six foot than he is. And it, honestly, if he was like five eleven and some change, I wouldn't be that shocked because I do. I don't think I think he's closer to probably five eleven than he is to six one. That that's what it looks like to me when I watch his games. Um, and that is like scary, kind of. For, and this isn't even me trying to like trash guys like I was like last year with Anthony Richardson. Um, I, I just think that like if you're not six two, has any quarterback under six two won the Super Bowl ever? Mm, I don't think I don't know. I don't think so. Right? Like I, I don't think that a quarterback under six two. Like and I, and I know that everyone. Back in the day, they were like, "Oh yeah, he's got to be six five. He's got to be two fifty. And I, I always thought that was stupid. That's what but I think... got Mike Lennon drafted. Yeah, <laughs> I do think that you have to be at least six two, though. Like at least in like modern day, like because I think maybe back in the day, like Bart Starr, he might have been short. I don't know, um, but like modern day, so you're telling me I got to look at my son in the eyes and be like, son, I know you said you want to like, you're not being a quarterback, but why don't you try something more realistic? Like a you running back. You could be like a five, seven, five, eight running back. That could work. I could see a path, but you so just you can't be a quarterback. Just the last like 10, right? You have the chiefs last two, Pat Mahomes. He's six, two, uh, the Rams, uh, I think Stafford six, three, uh, the Bucks, Tom Brady, 6'4", Chiefs, 6'2", Pats, 6'4", Eagles, Nick Foles, he's 6'6", six, six. Pats, 6'4", uh, Broncos, 6'5", Pats, 6'4", Seahawks, all right, there we go, Russell Wilson, 5'11". Oh, yeah, Russ. So you had to go back to 2014, the last time it happened. This is the hard-hitting analysis that the listeners come it for. It is, I know. So I'm just looking through, uh, it's got... Ravens, the Ravens quarterback, Joe Flacco, 6'5". Eli, I think he's 6'3". Oh, hold on, hold on. Packers, 6'2". Saints, Drew Brees, he's six foot. So you got in the last Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Years, Jalen Hurts is 6'1". Oh, no. We're in trouble. <laughs> in the last 15 years, there's been two guys that are under 6'2". I think Drew Brees might be listed at 6'1", isn't he? Uh, there's no way he can be listed at 6'1". Drew Brees was tiny. Let's see. Hold on. He's, no, he's six, six foot. foot. He's six foot. Yeah, yeah, he's six foot. Before that, you got Ben Rosberger, who's obviously big, six five, six. Eli again, then Peyton again, then uh, Big Ben again. Brady, 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 Brady. The Bucks. Who was the quarterback for the Bucks in two thousand three? Was it Brad Johnson? I think it was. And he's. I think he was probably. I don't know how tall he was. Honestly, he could have been below six two. I don't know. Then it was Brady again. Then it was Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer might be below 6'2". Brad Johnson Kurt was Warner. 6'3". And Trent Dilfer was 6'4". Oh, he's a big boy. Okay, and then Kurt Warner is 6'1", I want to say. Maybe a little shorter. 6'2". Kurt Warner 6'2", damn. Sneaky tall. How did um, this podcast so last... just turn into just talking about <laughs> random quarterback sites? So in the last... <laughs> So in the last 24 just tuned years, out by now. he's like, how, how is this? This is why we're not doing the extra podcast guys. We, we derail hard. All right. So I'm wrapping it up here. Cause in the last, since 2000, there has been two quarterbacks under six, two that have won the Super Bowl. That's it. So by your own standards, Jalen hurts is probably not going to win then. Probably not. 
<laughs> no, I don't like I this. I don't like say, this podcast. I think that we can say there's a chance he might, but he probably not. <laughs> I mean, you could say that about any quarterback winning any Super Bowl, right? I mean, Brock Purdy could have broke them all this year and he couldn't do it. So that's why we probably should have saw that ahead of time. If yeah. we knew this yeah. ahead of time, I would have been like, oh, let's put all the money on Pat Mahomes. Yeah, put all the money no on way. Pat Mahomes. Shorty Purdy six two and, and Purdy's only six foot. I think Purdy's only six foot. What nerd. But all right. I think that wraps it up. The only other thing I want to say is the owners meeting um, sometime in March. We definitely got to pinpoint a day. I know we always usually pick a Sunday. So I know we yeah. have time zones all over the place in PDL this year. So I definitely want to try to be conscious of that and pick a time that works. So we'll definitely push out a poll at some point to be able to talk about that so we can pinpoint that date. Anything else out there? Um, no, I, I think that's probably it. Unless there's like a trade. We'll, we'll see you guys. You think anything's happening? We'll... Any trades gonna happen before the combine episode? Oh, uh, it's it's possible, but I mean, I think like now since I, I think last year we had like a lot of turnover because the two new owners came in, yeah. um, and I know that like Tanner's is probably still trying to sell off a couple pieces here and there, and maybe Michael's trying to buy some guys. I don't I'm not really sure what Michael's doing because uh, we we know that like Greg verbally was like he's begging him to not buy guys and then he did anyway so like michael's kind of living by the beat of his own drum there so he might buy some dudes i don't know who knows so i think like the two new guys like they're kind of more settled down than they were last year and then like everyone else kind of like like I, I look at my team now and i'm like well there is like some guys of course i would like to have but there's not like i don't feel like i need to like do something right now like there's no real reason for me to be like rushing to like do anything because i have picks coming up in the draft and i like i need to see the nfl draft before i'm like yeah like because now jj mccarthy the last couple days has been like weirdly like bumped from like yeah he might go in the first round to like oh yeah he's going top 10 locked in no matter what like it's like how did this happen so fast? Like, what what the fuck happened here? Because when Jim Harbaugh said a couple days ago he would take him top five, or he would take him in the first quarterback in the draft, people like laughed at him, and it's like, so he said this last week, and people were laughing at him, and now all of a sudden this guy's locked in top ten pick. Like, what are we doing here? Like, how how is this? How did this happen so fast? Because to me, it kind of feels like. I know we already compared him a bunch of times on here to Zach Wilson, but it kind of feels like the same kind of thing. Like he's just getting bumped up just because like of need sort of, and maybe that's more of like a Kenny Pickett thing. Um, But like, he was never asked to do anything in college and he never did anything. Like, and I watched a lot of Michigan games because they were one of the better teams in college yeah, for the last big ten, five so years. Typically watch a lot more of those, right? Yeah. The, the top, 10 ranked teams is like the teams you watch more often, like the the Michigan or the Bama I think people are just Georgia falling teams. in love with like the tool set he has because people can definitely I think everyone would agree with you saying that he wasn't utilized fully because he was just kind of running the offense that Harbaugh wanted to give him. But I think people are really getting encapsulated with oh my gosh, like a tool set he has though. Like it, it's like the mystery box, like what it could be. Oh my gosh, what if we crafted him with the natural gifts yeah. that he is displaying? What if we were able to hone it? Um, very similarly to what you were just referencing with Zach Wilson. I think that was the big thing too, being like, oh my gosh, yeah. like a natural talent what that we he do seems with this to guy? have. <laughs> Look, what if we honed it in? What could happen? Well, what could what could happen is he could put a franchise in disarray for a little while. <laughs> for a long time, yeah. And then you, you have to trade for it 
an old veteran. So like, hey, maybe maybe the uh, team that drafts JJ McCarthy, they'll be trading for uh, Matt Stafford in a couple of years, and they'll bring in the old guy. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> History always does tend to repeat itself in the NFL. So. Yeah, guys, until next time, we'll see you uh, at the Combine. But uh, if a big trade happens, we'll see you then. But until next time, take care. All right, now that's a wrap for this episode of the PDL Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you guys on the next one.